Hey y'all, my name is Nicole Rowan and this is my podcast, a space to encourage you, share biblical truths, get all of these thoughts in my head out and introduce you to some amazing people along the way. For more info, you can go to NicoleRowan.com. All right, friends, well, welcome back to today's episode. Today, I want to talk about something that we have either all experienced or have participated in or will experience at some point in time. Today's topic is gossip. What is gossip? Why do we use it? Why do we we participate? Why is the church participating in this? And what do we do? to stop participating in it, doing it, or being around those whom are doing it. Gossip, you know, most of the time is a hurtful way of sharing something that we believe is mostly truthful, not even all the way truthful, not even fully truthful, but mostly truthful. That is when the snake of gossip, if you will, comes in and begins to spew false accusations and plant the seed of discord um, and disunity into the minds of people. And, you know, the scripture has a lot to say about gossip. And so I'm going to share a lot of scripture with you today. I'm also going to talk about practical ways um, that you can prevent yourself from participating in this and um, how to be aware of the environment that you put yourself in that breeds gossip. All right. Because oftentimes uh, we are, we're wanting to connect with people when we talk about intimate, detailed things. And, you know, more often than not, other people get brought up in our stories and our conversations, and it, it can be a slippery slope if we are unaware of what we are doing, uh, or unaware of the people that we are allowing around us and the way in which, you know, they speak about other people, even around us. There's a a great quote that says, small minds discuss people, average minds discuss events, and great minds discuss ideas. And I, I love that because, you know, when you are focused on what God has put inside of you, and when you are in the word daily and you understand the scriptures, you are not going to be talking negatively about other people. It's not even going to be a desire. You're not even going to have time for it. So often what I find is when someone is struggling with this or they're and they're just plain out gossiping, it's typically because there is a void in their life or an in, insignificance that they are uh, experiencing that's going on. And so I'm going to throw out a couple of, of scriptures here. The first one is going to be Matthew 15. Uh, verse 16 through 19, it says, are you still so dull? Jesus asked them, don't you see that whatever enters the mouth goes into the stomach and then out of the body? But the things that come out of a person's mouth come from the heart and these defile them. For out of the heart come evil thoughts, murder, adultery, sexual immorality, theft, false testimony, and slander. Whoa, that's crazy that Jesus is, he's almost like giving a health protocol here, right? He's like, the things that come out of a person's mouth actually come from the heart. 
And whatever enters in the mouth actually goes into the stomach and then throughout the body. So if you are, you know, allowing, you know, negativity to come in, Jesus, I mean, I don't know if you're into health, but Jesus is actually saying in this scripture, it's actually going into the mouth, to the stomach and throughout the body. Why would he say that? That's kind of a weird thing to say, right? Unless it affects your physical body as a whole by the things that you dwell on, the things that you think about, the things that you say, right? Like this is a very powerful piece of scripture. Proverbs eleven thirteen says, gossip betrays a confidence, but a trustworthy person keeps a secret. My husband is known as a vault. People can tell him lots of things and he's never, ever, ever going to share anything with anyone. And people know that about him. So they confide in him as a pastor and as a friend without being gossipy because they know he's not going to just run his lips, right? Proverbs 16, 28, this is the third verse, says, a perverse person stirs up conflict and a gossip separates close friends. Man, Proverbs 18, 8 says, the words of a gossip are like choice morsels. They go down to the inmost parts. So what does it look like when you are around people who are gossiping? You know, if, you, if you're in a friend group and you're recognizing like, man, they, they talk about this person a lot or they talk about people a lot. And I, I kind of don't know how to stop that from happening because I don't control that person. And I don't want to come off as someone who's, you know, not a friend or doesn't want to listen to them. How do I, Nicole, how do I get out of that? I have some great practical tips for you today, okay? The first one is to ask you a question. And my question is, why do you think that they are comfortable to talk negatively about people to you? That would be my first question. Why are they so comfortable to badmouth and to gossip other people around you unless you've allowed it to happen? So that's the first question we have to ask ourselves. Wow, why do they feel so comfortable talking about other people around me? They should not feel comfortable being negative about other people or gossiping around you, okay? Especially if you identify as a person who carries righteousness and integrity and is a believer in Jesus and the word of God. This, you know, these are not um, traits that you should have around you. And so that's my first question. My practical tip for you is at any moment, you are allowed to say, oh my goodness, I'm so sorry, you guys. I have participated in this conversation for way too long, and I now need to exit myself from this conversation because I don't know Sally Sue, but I'm going to create a judgment inside of my head and my heart if I continue to hear about Sally Sue before I ever get to meet her. That's one way that you could remove yourself from that conversation. Let's say that you know Sally Sue. Let's say that Sally Sue is even in your circle of friends and her name keeps getting brought up. And maybe it's not even all that bad at first, but then it's like, okay, that probably wasn't the nicest thing to say or that probably wasn't information I needed to know about. A way that you can excuse yourself and actually hold other people accountable is to say, hey, you guys, I'm so sorry. I actually don't want to be a part of this conversation because I feel like there's information that I'm hearing that's not my information to hear. That That's just one practical way of saying that, right? But it's to let the other people know, if you all want to continue to do this, to do this 
I don't control you. I can't tell you what you should and shouldn't do, but I am going to let you know what I'm going to do in this situation. I am going to let you know I'm not going to be a part of this conversation, okay? Because we don't tell people what they're going to do. We tell them what we are going to do. We tell them how we are going to act or respond in those types of situations. And I know sometimes that initial you know, conversation can be awkward. You know, if that feels awkward to you, that's okay. It's probably going to feel a little awkward at first. But as long as you let them know what you're going to do, then you're not, you know, squeezing their hand or twisting their hand to do something they don't want to do. You're just saying, hey, I don't want to be a part of this. Too many times I have been in Christian circles and I have heard the most awful things. I have heard you know, things that were sly and, you know, it just got in there just enough to make someone doubt someone else or, you know, make them question them. Someone just shared one little nugget, one little sunflower seed even (laughs) of information. And it changed an entire group of people's perspective of this other person. And I, I just... Uh, more so now than ever, I am like, I want nothing to do with that. And I think that it is good for you listening to have nothing to do with that because scripture is pretty clear about what gossip does to you even, how it affects you and how it affects your relationships with other people. Gossip will separate close friends, right? Proverbs 16. And gossip will betray confidence, Proverbs 11. And, and, and if you want good relationships around you, and if you want to be known as a friend, a true friend, these are not things that you want to participate in. And let me tell you, friends, I thought that gossip only happened in high school. And then I got really involved in a, a, a female women's ministry group, we'll call it that. And I'd never heard so much gossip in all of my life even compared to high school than when I was in this very uh, mature by age group of women. And I couldn't believe it. So let me tell you, it is not age that defines the maturity. It is not age that defines spiritual maturity or spiritual leadership. It is actually the fruit of actions and what people do, right, around them. So those are, those are just two practical examples of how to exit from those types of conversations. Let me bring up a red flag. There is a massive, major, ginormous red flag right in front of you. If the people that you are being led by talk negatively about other people. Now, what do I mean by that? Your pastors, um, your mentor, um, and maybe even your boss, um, someone who has authority over your life, if they participate in gossip and slander and talking negatively about other people, don't you think they're going to do the same thing about you in front of others? Right? Like so often we're like, oh, they just trust me. So they're giving me this information because they trust me. And they value my wisdom and they would never talk bad about me. <laughs> and really, that's just silly. Yes, they will. Um, and you're allowing it to happen in front of you. And so you can exit 
at any moment out of that conversation. And also, hello, red flag, I see you and I don't trust this person now with information. Why? All because they told me other people's information. So what is stopping them from telling others my information, right? So that is a massive red flag, okay? Just in life in general, for anyone with authority um, that you know, you're in business with or in ministry with or whatever in the family with, I don't know, whatever that may be for you. Okay. My second red flag that I want to really just kind of tug on for a second is if your pastor is gossiping, if your pastor is manipulating conversations to get people to believe something about a people group or a person or, you know, someone who left your church or ministry or whatever, that is an issue. And in relationship with them, you're actually called to call them out and say, hey, actually what you said about Sally Sue the other night didn't feel super honoring to the Lord or to me for hearing that because now you've put me in a position as a pastor in my life who is supposed to be leading me and leading the flock. You've now put me in a position where I know information I should not know. Like we are to hold each other accountable. Because gossip will only stir up conflict. It'll only separate those in the church and and around the church. Um, It'll stain, you know, our internal beings, as Proverbs says, right? It'll it'll fan the flame of, of fire that is negativity and fights and quarrels and jealousy and all the things. That's all that that does. And so you don't want to have any part of that. And so my second red flag here, like I mentioned is if you have someone in your life who is your pastor and they are slandering people, they do not understand the word of God very well. Because if they claim to be a pastor, right, to lead the flock, to shepherd, to cover people, they're not doing it very well. And so we give them a high five and we move on. You know, if you want to enter into a a confrontational conversation to say, hey, I need to call you out on this. You're welcome to. Um, but I would say there either needs to be a conversation or a high five, and we're not going to be a part of this because that is a major, major issue. Okay. I'll never forget several years ago, there was uh, someone who I greatly admired. Um, and I was having lunch with them and they began to talk about someone who I knew actually really well. They didn't know that I knew them. I knew this person really well. And I'm sitting at this lunch in this, with this person that I'm admire, right? And I'm hearing them say these awful things about this person, and everything in me just wanted to crawl into a hole. And I, I'm like, okay, be brave, Nicole. Come on. Like, I, I am an eight on the Enneagram, okay? And I am very bold and very boisterous and typically don't have an issue confronting things. But this was someone that I admired. This was someone that I wanted, you know, to to be around or so I thought. And as I heard them slandering this other person, I just said, hey, you know, that there might be information you actually don't know. And they were not in a place to hear me. So do you know what they said to me? Well, you don't know. I've been around them several times. 
But what they didn't know was that I actually did know this person. And I knew this person really, really well. And I didn't want to argue with them. So I didn't say, well, actually, what you don't know is that I actually do know them. No, I just said, hey, there there might actually be more to the story that you don't know. I would go talk to them. But they had already created a story in their head about this person. And that's what gossip does. That's why it's such a poisonous thing is that it will get you to create a story in your head that is actually not true. And if you want to believe that about that person, you will continue to believe it even when you get truth. I have another example. I sat in a, in a meeting with um, several people and we were confronting a lie that was going on. And I was, I jumped in. I was ready to just, you know, give them all the truth and tell them everything. And I said to this one person, I said, um, unfortunately, I believe that you have been lied to and let me tell you why. And I explained to them the situation, which I'm not going to go into detail here, um, so you have to bear with me. But so I explained to them, I, I actually believe you've been lied to. I didn't tell them that so-and-so was a liar. I didn't say any of that. I just said, I believe that you've been lied to or you're believing a false narrative. And let me tell you, first person experience. And so I laid it out and, and they wanted to go into that, that arguing thing, like that other person that I gave, the example that I gave you. And they said, well, that's not what they said. I am, I am explaining to them from a first-person experience. So now they are essentially telling me I'm not telling the truth. So then I said, you know what? You are totally welcome to believe whatever you want to believe because I already knew they had a story in their head and there was nothing that could be said that was going to change that. So maturity would say, I'm going to let you believe whatever you want to believe, even if that's not true. I'm going to give you opportunity to have truth. I'm going to give you opportunity to actually seek, to understand, to get curious, to go back to that person, to not welcome gossip into your life, to not welcome, you know, a seed of discord into your life. But I'm not going to force you to do anything. You're a big kid. That's what maturity would say, right? Immaturity would try to argue with that person. Immaturity would say, well, you don't know. Immaturity would start to, to name call. Immaturity would start to, you know, get all ruffled. And friends, it's not worth it. It's not worth it. All you can do is remove yourself from situations that include gossip um, and not sit under people who have authority over your life, who are participating in slander and gossip and to be able to give people, I call it a one seed opportunity. I'm going to give you one seed of an opportunity to either hear this side or take the seed of truth. And if you're not willing to take that or at least get curious about why I have a different answer than you, then I'm actually not even going to engage in a conversation because you've already created a storyline in your head and that's what you want to believe. And unfortunately, this is kind of what humanity does. We we judge and we see something and we think that we know and in our minds, even, you know, um, subconsciously or unsubconsciously, like we, we don't even realize we've created a storyline and now that's become our truth. And that's dangerous ground. And I say that it's dangerous ground because I've seen so many things happen where I know that the Lord 
was trying to put together um, a partnership or was trying to bring people together for something really incredible. And I've seen this discord, this seed of gossip, get in there and destroy it. And I know that it's a work of the enemy, right? John 10, 10 says the enemy comes to still kill and destroy. So of course he wants to destroy relationships. Of course he wants to destroy partnerships. I mean, I have seen some of the most incredible people get in the room and I'm thinking, oh my gosh, if all these people put their heads together, put their talents together, put their arms together, whoa, what could we see God do? And then that seed of gossip gets thrown in there and then so-and-so is mad at so-and-so or has judgment against this person or overheard a conversation where, you know, these people were talking about Sally Sue and, and then it's like, they don't, they don't even want to be in relationship because they've allowed the enemy to do what he does best, destroy, divide, right? So I, I would encourage you to not allow gossip around you, in you, in your environment, because there might be things, there might be people that God wants to partner with you with, but you have allowed the storyline or gossip or, or false accusation to divide you. And so you don't even pursue relationship with them like you normally would. Um, and God's maybe trying to do something and you, it just completely gets lost because of this seed of discord. Okay. So exit yourself. (laughs) Let's exit ourselves from gossip. Let's exit ourselves from this disunity and, um, you know, just hearing things that we shouldn't hear and being a part of things that we shouldn't hear. Now I want to, I want to say one disclaimer because, here is the like the controversial question, right? Well, how do I know when it's gossip or can I share anything with anybody? What if I need help processing? Uh-oh, here's that word processing, right? What I normally say to people with that uh, is if you need to process with five different people, um, you're probably gossiping. Now, I did this once. <laughs> I will repent I have repented, but I will, you know, I'll share this example. I'll confess with you. I did this one time where I had several um, mentors in my life, and I was actually trying to find out what I was doing wrong in a situation. And so I went to one mentor and I shared this situation. They said, Oh, Nicole, you're, you know, you've walked this out so well, you're not doing anything wrong. I, I, I would say, well, call me out. Like, did I, did I handle this right? Did I handle this wrong? And it was so positive towards me that I thought there's no way this person is reacting in such an awful, ungodly manner. Surely I've done something wrong. And so then I went to a second mentor and they're like, no, Nicole, you've walked this out well. And they kind of said the same thing the first mentor said. And I'm thinking maybe they're just being nice. So I went to a third person who had a voice in my life. And I said, you know, here's the situation. You know, what have I done wrong? What do I need to do? And they said the same thing. No, Nicole, you've, you've done, you've walked this out biblically. You've done the same thing, right? I went to a fourth person. And then finally, the Lord was like, you didn't need to tell all of those people. And I'm going, but God, I wasn't telling them to tell them I was 
telling them because I'm trying to find, you know, the thing in me that I need to get out. I need to share. I need to fix. And the Lord was like, but actually though that many people didn't need to know. And, and so I had to go back and I had to actually apologize to all of these people that I had shared information with. And, and that's one thing that I would encourage you if you're listening and you have participated in slander or talking negatively about your brother or sister in Christ, like you get to clean up your mess at any moment. It's that amazing. You get to clean up your mess at any moment. I mean, I called someone four years later. This was like seven or eight years ago. I called, it had been four years. I called them and I said, oh, I shouldn't have said this thing. And I am so sorry. Can you forgive me? And they were like, heck yes. Thank you so much for calling. It's been four years. I forgot about it. But I hadn't forgotten about it. And I wanted to clean up that mess. And so you have an invitation that if you do slip up, that if you do when you're learning to not participate in slander and gossip and division, you it's okay if we make messes. We, we learn by our messes, right? We just, we just have to go clean them up. My kids, if they spill you know, a cup of water, I don't get all angry and upset. We say accidents happen, but we clean up our mess. That's like what we say in our house. And it's the same way in relationships and in conversations with these types of things as we go, oh, shoot. Oh man, I shouldn't have done that. Okay, I'm going to go to the person. I'm going to apologize. I'm going to repent. I'm going to ask for forgiveness. And I'm going to tell them what I've done so that we can take out that sword that's in our chest going, you shouldn't have done this. That's causing shame or, you know, whatever that's happening inside of my body. Like the scripture said, it goes through your mouth, to your stomach, throughout your whole body. We get that out. So you have invitation. You have an invitation to clean up your mess. And no, it's not fun, but it is godly. It is holy. It is the right thing to do to go back, even if it's been years, and say, I was so immature, or I was so silly, or I was hurting, or you know what? There's absolutely no excuse for why I did that, and I am sorry. And the big you know, key is to ask for forgiveness. Now, on the line of sharing things with mentors and all of that, I, I do want to make it clear that I believe that everyone should have one to two mentors in their life at all times. I do actually believe that. And I also believe that at least, you know, one of those mentors gets kind of all the raw, unfiltered information. Now, what I would say is that mentor should not be in those friend groups, right? Should not be best friends with the person that you're chatting about. That mentor. Um, should be someone that you feel has a spiritual maturity over you, an authority over you, someone that you actually trust and um, that you know is a safe place where they're going to give you honest feedback, okay? Because some people will say, well, am I allowed to share you know, this with anyone? And a lot of people use their spouses to kind of bounce ideas off or their roommates or whatever. And you know, I don't know that I would suggest bouncing these things off with multiple people, right? Because of what I repented of, <laughs> I confessed of. You could invite too many people into that story. But I do think it's okay to have a mentor and to share with them, 
you know, the play-by-play of what's going on and not make it a gossip sesh where you're trying to manipulate them into thinking something about a person, but instead you're trying to get their honest feedback for your sake. If you're making anybody look bad, it's not the other person, it's you because you're trying to get your mentor's honest take on that situation, right? This is like when we go to marital counseling, if you're married and you're listening to this, if you go to marital counseling and you're sitting in there with your spouse, you're going to be like, hey, you know, here's what my husband's name is Paris. Here's what Paris did. You're sharing about that person. Now they're in the room, obviously. So it's a little bit different, but some people do marital counseling one-on-one, um, not with their spouse in the room. So it's the same way. There's one person that you trust that you know is not going to share this information that you know has a spiritual authority um, and and who's wise, who can give you feedback. So so if you're listening to this, I don't want you to think you can never share anything with anyone. I think that that mentor that you see, that you talk to, you can share these things with them, but it's never to get them to think negatively about someone. It's just to help you process and to help you figure out how to walk it out well. But scripture is pretty clear about what gossip does. And I I just think, especially with social media, with opinions, (laughs) with all of the different channels and avenues that we have to share information and all of that, I just think that it's important to be able to stay on the line of building people up um, and, and not slandering. The last last little bit here that I do want to hit on is when it comes to the unrighteous, when it comes to um, the ungodly uh, demonic activity, um, we don't have to step back and go, I can't talk negatively about them because, you know, that's, that's, that's evil to do. That's not righteous. When there is something that is happening that is not benefiting people, I do believe, and, and I have scripture to back this up, I do believe that there is a calling out. However, I think the first step is to go to that person. And I've messed this up before, and I've learned how to, how to not mess it up, right? Um, there was a, a couple months ago, someone had reached out to me, or no, I'm sorry, I had reached out to someone because I had seen a post. They said that they were going to call a, a specific person out that's in ministry, and they didn't label their name, but, but maybe their, um, like their, their title, if you will. So I reached out to this person. I said, hey, just a quick question. Um, is it this person by any chance that you're talking about? And they responded, yes. And I said, hey, I would love to, I'd love to hear why, <clears throat> excuse me, you're going to call this person out from your social media um, because I've actually had them around me. I see the gift of God on their life and um, the talents on their life. And, you know, I, I would just like to um, maybe hear if you've had a different experience than I have. Why was I asking her that? It wasn't to get her to gossip about this person. It was to give her an opportunity to realize what she was doing was wrong. Okay, so this was a person in a very public ministry calling out another person in a very public ministry. And I was saying to them, it, you know, what have you experienced? 
And my last question was, have you reached out to them? Scripture says that we go to our brothers or sisters if there's an offense or if there's an issue, right? And she just responded back. She didn't even answer the first three questions I had. She just went to, oh, I know who you are, meaning she knew that I had been affiliated with this other person. And um, I tried to reach out once, but I never heard anything back. Well, (laughs) some people, you know, with public ministries or businesses or whatever, they they don't always get that message. They don't always know. Or maybe they don't want to deal with some random person saying, I'm going to call you out. So I didn't feel like that was adequate enough um, to just move on and, and start to blast this other person. I just, I honestly, my heart hurt for the woman that was going to do this because I thought, good grief, have we come to that place where we, we're going to call this person out and they're doing ministry and they're going after all the things that God has placed inside of them, but I don't like it. So I'm going to call them out. Is there sin in their life? No. Okay. Is there, you know, manipulation or, um, a, a false stance of scripture? No. Okay. Um, what, gives you the right to think that you can do that. Why do you think that you are, you know, the person to call them out? What, what, what harm are they doing? Right? Like, so we have to be careful before we just go and call out people. Now, obviously the state of our, um, political (laughs) just system and the world right now, right? We're in 2022, like the state of our world right now, everybody has an opinion and opinions aren't bad, but we just have to be really wise as to what we are calling out, what we are standing next to. Is it righteous or unrighteous? Are we as believers in Jesus standing next to those that are righteous and going after the unrighteous things in the earth? Or are we too busy pointing our fingers and our mouths and our computers and social media towards people that are actually just trying to go after God. Like, if they are in sin, if they are doing, you know, not great things, if they are hoarding money or lying or any of those things, like, okay, yeah, maybe there should be a conversation, but let us be careful about immediately just going to the call you out situation. And and as most of you know, if you follow me on Instagram, I'm very vocal about um, organizations and people and politics and and, and, um, things that are happening in our world. But I'm never bad-mouthing someone when I post something. I'm sharing, you know, the facts or what is public knowledge, right? Um. And those are typically unrighteous situations that are happening in the earth. And so just to wrap this up, you know, we we just have to be wise in the things that we um, call out, if you will, and the things that we, you know, put out in front of other people um, because it can quickly become gossip. It can quickly become something that is incredibly unrighteous and not glorifying to the Lord. And more than anything, we want to be glorifying to the Lord. You know, we can, we can truly change the world with conversations, right? Like we can change the quality of who we have around us and the friendships and the family by just the conversations 
that we have. I mean, we can change the way that we do ministry and the way that we build churches and the way that we share the love of God with people just by conversations. The moment that that seed of discord, the moment that that seed of slander enters is the moment that the enemy just gets to to win in that situation. And we need to be people who put an end to gossip, who are not participating, who are not allowing it to happen around us. And we actually need to stand up for truth and honor that we would love God and we would love people the way that scripture talks about. Instead of spreading slander and backbiting and doing all of that because it's not worth it. It is not worth it at all. So I hope you enjoyed this podcast. Come back for more. All right, my friends, that is it for today. If you got anything out of this podcast, please go subscribe and leave a five-star review. And until next time.